Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Yours Truly podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode five. So I am your host, Claire Tuning. I am a registered dietitian, a registered yoga teacher, and probably the person who loves peanut butter and jelly more than anyone else you have ever known or will ever know in your entire life. I know it's a big claim, but I promise you it's true. Here on the Yours Truly podcast, we take a kind and a different approach to nutrition that's not macro-focused, that's not diet-focused, that's not rooted in the shoulds and the should-nots of diet culture, but it's rooted in gentle nutrition, a way that allows you to use nutrition as a building block for informed decisions, but it never allows nutrition to control your life in a way where you feel deprived or restricted by your food choices. So, On today's episode of the Yours Chili podcast, I want to kind of tell you a personal story and kind of dive deep in my background. Um, And my vision for this episode is, of course, it will be beneficial for everyone who listens and there will be takeaways, but um, especially for all of my future dietitians out there, all of my current dietetic interns, or maybe even my youngins out there who see the work that dietitians do or who are maybe thinking of making health and nutrition a part of their um, career and a part of their life in a way that a lot of people don't. So if you are thinking of being a dietitian, if you're on the path to being a dietitian, or even if you are a dietitian and you just like want to know like what's this weirdo Claire story, like um, here it is. So I will go ahead and start with my story and then kind of get into the actual steps of becoming a dietitian and kind of weave my story through it. So um As I often like to joke, um, all roads lead to the RD or the RDN. RD stands for Registered Dietitian. RDN is Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. You can use the terms interchangeably, but I like to joke that all roads can lead to it. Um, As with my career, as with any career, there are many different paths that all lead to the same point. So the path I'm about to describe to you is that of my own. Um, if you ask me, it's one that's rather conventional. Um, it didn't take too many turns in the path. I knew what I wanted and I went right for it. But um, to say that this particular route is the only way to become a dietitian is a total misrepresentation of the truth because there are many routes to becoming a dietitian and there are many other people out there with different um, and unique stories. But this is one of the ways. Um, and I'd like to think that I learned uh, at least a thing or two while traveling the path. So I figure, um, why not share it? So spoiler alert, sharing is caring. Kindergarten was right, guys. So, like, even if you're a little kindergartner listening to this, like, you're on the right path, guys. Um, my story begins practically the day I was born. Uh, just, I mean, that's kind of an exaggeration, but um, it does sometimes feel like I was one of those babies who just, like, popped out holding, like, a spear of broccoli and, like, a peanut butter and jelly screaming, like, eat your fruits and veggies and, like, also peanut butter and jelly because it's great. Um, it seems like that a lot of the time, even though um, I didn't know that early on, but I was one of those kids that knew from a very early age what I wanted to do. And a lot of the times I attribute this to my upbringing and to my family because as we know, um, the influences that we are surrounded by at a young age typically have a really large impact in who we end up being in our life, whether that's our personalities, whether that's our career choice, whether that's our motivations or anything like that. So 
I came to nutrition by route of cooking. So um, by the time that I was tall enough to like see over the counter, little baby Claire took an interest in any and all things cooking related. So um, my dad really took the time and the patience with me to teach me like basic principles of cookery. So if like you can imagine a little five and a six-year-old in your kitchen, like if you've ever babysat before or maybe you're a parent who has kids, like that thought might stress you out. Like I know for one, it stresses me out. right? Like little hands everywhere. Like you don't know if they're gonna, you know, get hurt or if they're gonna mess something up. But he always had the patience to kind of allow me to just chill in there beside him and learn what he was doing. And I always joke that he he could have been a chef. Um, He's not classically trained, but if you were to come to our house and like have dinner, you would never know that he was not a glorious chef in and of himself. But um, I joke too that My mom is always the master baker of the family. Like, I never like to leave her out of the story because she has um, had a lot of influences and now, like, um, how I conduct myself and how I handle my business and how organized I am with everything. But she was always the baker of the family. A really good baker, I should say. But I always gravitated towards the cooking rather than the baking because, simply put, like, if you've ever baked anything in your life, you are well acquainted with the fact that you really can't refute the rules of baking. Like, you can't break the rules or else things will turn out badly for you. Um, I learned that very quickly, and that's how I decided that cooking was for me, because you can kind of free ball it a little bit. You can break some rules, and things will still usually turn out okay, um, whereas baking is just a little bit too meticulous in me. So um, baking's not my thing, but I came to nutrition through route of cooking. And before I know it, this, um, before I knew it, this hobby turned into a deep seated interest in the principles of metabolism and kind of the concept of using food as one of those first lines of defenses, um, and equipping our body against the ailments of chronic disease. Like something that was just an interest to me as a kid. I was like, Ooh, like this food tastes good. Like this food makes me feel good. It kind of transformed when I was in early high school into an interest in what happened when the food entered our body um, and even more recently has kind of snowballed into an interest in not only how the food affects us physically, but also how it affects us mentally and how it really dictates the relationship that we hold with ourself because um, everything is so interconnected. The older I get, the more I realize. And um, I think kind of delving into nutrition and the concepts of metabolism was when I first realized that I had an interest in that. So Um, I had fallen in love with this preventative healing power of these nutrient-dense foods, so it was an easy decision, uh, more or less, to dedicate my career to helping other people find that same power and use that knowledge to the best of their abilities. But um, I will always say that, no, I totally forgot my train of thought, guys. Not even going to lie. Totally forgot my train of thought. Anywho, we'll just keep going. Um, but now we'll talk about um, how I did the thing. So um, how I became, I can't believe I, it was like a really important thought. You know when you guys are talking to yourself and you have that internal speak and you're like, oh, I'm doing so well. Like I have a really good thought to add. And then you like get to the place where you can insert the thought and you totally don't remember the thought. Side note, something else you should know about me, like, other than nutrition facts, like, I can remember those very well, but when it comes to, like, short-term memory things, I joke with my friends and my boyfriend a lot that I have the memory span of a cactus. Like, I kid you not, um, when I went to Las Vegas a couple weeks ago, I was just, like, pointing at all the cacti, being like, oh my god, like, that one's, like, my memory. (laughs) Like, I bet that one can remember more than I can, but 
Anyways, total aside, sorry I got off on a tangent, um, back to how I became a registered dietitian. So, um, if you are someone who is looking to go into the field now, but you don't, um, know how to do it or you don't know the steps you take, like I said, this was, this is one way to go about it. Um, I will tell you that being a dietitian is a very structured way of becoming a nutrition professional. And, um, don't get me wrong. I've met many people in my career so far, even kind of here at the beginning of it who aren't dietitians and still have a lot of knowledge, um, about nutrition. So, um, dietitian is not the only path you can go if you want to kind of be um, in the fitness and nutrition industry, but I will say it's the only credential that is recognized um, by the medical profession um, to deal with patients regarding their nutrition in a medical setting. So um, you can only work in a hospital being a registered dietitian. Something like a nutritionist or a health coach um, cannot have that same kind of patient contact. So if you are interested and kind of working more in a clinical setting or in a more research setting, I would definitely uh, recommend going the registered dietitian route um, rather than a lot of the other things that are out there just because um, it is a very regulated path to go down um, and the credential is recognized kind of as a almost a medical credential. Like obviously we're not physicians, we're not doctors, but it's recognized um, by the medical community as someone who has completed um, the knowledge and the coursework and the training in the science of nutrition nutrition. So the first step into becoming a registered dietitian is to attend a DPD accredited program. So DPD stands for Didactic Program in Dietetics. I'm actually really impressed that I remembered that because I don't have it written down. Um, but flash forward about like 10 years ago to 17-year-old me um, taking step number one, which is like other than attending, you know, other than graduating from high school, like the DPD stands for... Um, just the college that you have to go to and you have to apply to a college that has this DPD accredited program. So make sure when you are applying, I don't know why I said 10 years ago because I am 23 now, not 27. Anyways, a couple years ago when I was applying to colleges, um, I ended up going to James Madison University, and I ended up I applied there because they had a DPD accredited program. Um, meaning, if you go to a college or a school that is not accredited by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, that's kind of who gives this accreditation standard. Um, you will not be eligible. Um, to apply and to complete the dietetic internship, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but that is a required piece of the coursework to sit for the exam. So you have to have the schooling um, from an accredited university in order to move on to step number two. So I received my BS in nutrition and dietetics from James Madison University, go Dukes, and loved every minute of it. Uh, the only part I didn't love, I'm not going to lie here, was stressing out over chemistry. So one small bit of information that no one ever told me is there's a lot, a lot, a lot of science involved in becoming more certified to tell people to eat their fruits and vegetables. Like I joke, but it's true. So my biggest piece of advice here is don't let the science classes intimidate you. So um, I'll be the first to admit that in high school, chemistry was a little bit of a weak spot for me. Um, and the fact that I wasn't really good at it drove me nuts. Like, has anyone ever told you that every registered dietitian has his or her fair share? share 
fair share of being like type A? Um, well, I definitely do in some, in a lot of ways, and this is where my type anus shines brighter than like the freshly waxed vegetable section of the grocery store. So, um, in fact, if I'm being super honest, organic chemistry was the hardest I've probably ever worked in my life in a academic class, um, not in the business world, LOL, um, to receive a C. So um, I'm not encouraging mediocre grades here, but I'm simply saying, try your best, ask for help when you need it, um, and don't take a word of your internal speak or that internal voice to be true when he or she says that you're not good enough because... I am here to tell you, uh, if you want it bad enough, like I said, all roads, even those that are paved with C's in organic chemistry, lead to the RD. Like, if you're sitting there right now and you're like a sophomore or a junior in college and you're facing this organic chemistry or you're facing that grade, like keep pushing through. Like, yeah, probably don't fail. Uh, that may not get you to the R&D, but keep pushing through and trying and asking for help um, because you will get there eventually and you don't need an A in everything to be a kick butt dietitian. But um, whatever you do, uh, kind of just like a quick college note aside, don't forget to enjoy your time along the way. So I made some of my absolute best friends and future colleagues during my undergraduate career. Not to mention my boyfriend, who is amazing, and I love him very much. Um, and if I would have been so stressed out all the time over getting A's everywhere or um, reading every single like piece of information or every page, um, I probably wouldn't have ended up with so many great friendships and great memories um, and a great relationship now with like roommates, boyfriend, friends, like all of it. So... Um, don't take a moment of it for granted and do take it seriously. Of course, that's important, but don't let it control your life. Don't let it rule your time there. So if you'd like um, to explore a full list of those DPD accredited programs, it's literally as simple as Googling it. Um, you can search the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and on their internship page, they have a list of um, accredited programs. Um, you can also visit my website and click on my blog post, Five Steps to Becoming an RD. That's kind of what I'm telling the story off of. And if you click there, um, I have it hyperlinked to the list. So that makes it really easy for you. So after graduating high school, obviously, and attending that um, accredited four-year undergraduate program, you can apply for a dietetic internship. So um, this is a process that starts in the fall semester of your last year of undergrad, well, for me at least, and LOL this whole process because if I'm being totally honest with you, which is what I strive to do here at Yours Truly, I still can't even fully describe it even after living through it. So um, if you are a dietitian or if you are currently in this internship application process, you can totally resonate with the fact that you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's one of those things that you experience um, and you get frustrated and you almost, like, hate every minute of it. And then you, you reach the end of it or you reach it, like, even, like, a year looking back. Um, I can't even tell you exactly what it was, but I'll do my best to describe it here. So, simply put, during the last year of undergrad, like I said, you'll start applying for these programs programs. They're called internships, um, which is an understatement, I'll say, um, that offer a required 1,200 hours of post-grad supervised practice experience. So this is really where you get to put the knowledge that you learn in undergrad um, into practice, because something that I learned in my internship majorly is like, 
the information you learn in classes is important, but it's never really going to stick with you until you can apply it in that hospital setting, in that community setting, in that outpatient setting, until you can actually take that textbook knowledge and look a real person in the eye and convey that to them in a way that they understand. Because when we're talking about nutrition and the science of it, it's very complicated. Like anyone who has ever looked into a biochemistry textbook or a food science textbook, like you know how complicated it is. But the thing is, a dietitian, you're really kind of bridging that middle road because people are hiring you or people are looking to you as the expert. But being the expert, you have to be able to break or pun intended, digest this super complex information down to an understandable level. So um, kind of back to the actual application process, the system is frustratingly complicated to say the least, Um, but if you learned anything from that chemistry talk like five minutes ago, you'll remember, just don't let it intimidate you. Like maintain open communication with your program director um, along with the other professors in your program as they are going to be the ones that help you through this process tremendously. So a couple final thoughts to kind of get you through this process um, is to really, one, set yourself up for application success by trying your best in all of your classes, um, all years of college, not just those that are in your junior and your senior year. So kind of like I said a couple minutes ago, grades aren't everything and don't let the stress of that weigh you down, but they do count for something, um, especially in the eyes of certain internships. So simply put, um, If you really slacked off like freshman, sophomore, um, junior year, like the beginning of those, like it'll still show. Um, So if you're watching this, LOL, not watching, if you're listening to this as a young college student or a high school student, like really take, take it seriously and do your best because it really sets you up for success in the long run. So when you're deciding what programs to apply to, this is number two, don't get too hung up on the program emphasis. So no matter where you go, you'll have to complete rotations in each of the core areas of dietetics. So you'll have to complete clinical, you'll have to do food service, you'll have to do community, um, and you'll probably have to do an outpatient. Then you'll get a couple weeks for an elective, whether that's sports or whether that's counseling, whatever you want to do. But um, just because your internship says that it really emphasizes one thing, don't let that fool you because you have to do um, all of the required competencies and all of those core areas first. So yeah, you might get a little bit of sports experience if it's sports focused, let's say. That might be where all of your free time or your um, elective rotation time is spent, but you still have to do clinical. You still have to do food service. Um, If you're like me and you're like, heck no, like I don't want to go near the hospital. I don't want to do clinical. Like, sorry to break it to you, but you're going to have to. And I promise you, it's actually a really eye-opening experience. I learned a ton in my clinical rotation. But um, number three... Some programs offer a combined internship and master's. So by 2024, um, I think that date is still correct. I know um, it's still a few years out from now in 2018, but by that time, all registered dietitians will be required to have some sort of master's degree, even though, ironically, it doesn't necessarily have to be in nutrition. Um, I don't understand that at all. It seems kind of like a silly rule to me since I have freedom of speech and this is my platform. I'll go ahead and say it. I think it's silly. Um, But 
If you receive your credential before this deadline, like myself or like anyone else who is listening right now who may be a dietitian or if you're an intern now, um, you'll be grandfathered in. So um, if you do not get your credential by this deadline, um, you will have to complete a master's degree. So my humble opinion here is if you're listening or reading my post before the deadline and you still know like absolutely 100% you want a master's degree, then go for it. Um, If that is what you want and that is what you think you are going to need in your career to be successful, I am no one to tell you not to do that. But do I necessarily think that you absolutely 100% need one to be a competent entry-level practitioner? Um, Absolutely not. Like, I think the learning is definitely in the doing. So your internship is a big place for learning. So get out, get that experience and decide um, maybe after your internship or after your first year of working, if you want to spend thousands of doll hairs on that additional degree, when you maybe have a better idea of what it is exactly you want to do. Like maybe you reach the end of your internship and you're not like, you know what? I love being a dietitian, but I'm interested in business. So I want to get my MBA or, you know what? I really love being a dietitian but I want to learn about public health and you can get your MPH. Like it doesn't have to be another two years of nutrition classes. Like sure, you will probably learn more in those classes. um, But if the motivation and interest to learn is there, um, there are tons of opportunities as a dietitian to continue your professional education um, and learn from other dietitians. That doesn't necessarily equate to you spending thousands of dollars on a master's degree. Because we all know the letters after your name doesn't always relate to your level of competence. It can sometimes, and a lot of the times it does, but it's not always 100% translation there. So... Next, I think this is number four, by building a strong application and participating in nutrition-related volunteer activities um, throughout college will really start to set you apart in that application. Plus, as you do this, you'll likely grow a connection of uh, a network of connections along the way, which can be other dietitians, they can be mentors, and I'll do a whole other podcast on the importance of having mentors in your life because this is something I've come face-to-face with in the, the recent um, time here, but you can find mentors that way. You can find someone who will write you really strong letters of recommendation, which is also an important part of this process. So participate in your school dietetics club or your nutrition or your cooking club, like lend some time at a local food bank, look for opportunities, maybe with the health department. Um, I personally volunteered with the WIC program, the women, infants, and children's at a local farmer's market at a health department near where I went to college. And, um, I was able to make a lot of great connections there. And also I feel like it really helped to make my application stand out from someone who said like, Hey, I like nutrition. I do these things. Like I have good grades from someone who says, yeah, like I know my stuff, but I also go out and apply it and I try to make myself better actively. I feel like that's what really sets an application apart. So next, stay on top of things. Like the application is due in the middle of February um, of the year that you will start the internship and graduate undergrad. Um, But my program director, director actually had us start preparing pieces of this application as early as the November before. Um, And at the time, I thought this was, like, aggressively early. I was like, oh my god, like, why am I doing this stuff, like, before Christmas? Like, I just want to enjoy the holiday, but by the time that applications were due, I was so, so, so glad that I had started preparing long before because, um, 
it takes a while. And if you're a little bit of a wordsmith perfectionist like myself, um, writing that personal statement, which is actually my next point here, um, takes a while to actually understand what you want to say and then convey it um, in the right words with that right messaging and kind of putting your personality to it to make it come alive once again. So if you pour time into one thing, in my opinion, it should really be that personal statement. So since not all internships offer interviews, um, like to a lot of them, you will just be another human on paper. Like you're not going to get to speak to all of them. So this personal statement is really your one chance to kind of humanize yourself um, into a nutrition nerd who like actually exists in real life, in the flesh, instead of just being a nutrition nerd who exists only on this piece of paper. So Highlight the things that make you a rad human. So um, your volunteer, like your quirks, your your strengths, your confidences, like all of these things that make you a person, not just the things that make you a student. Because let's be honest, anyone can be a student. Anybody can read a textbook, anybody can take a test, but not everyone can be you. And that is really what these programs want, is they want a unique individual who will really bring their all to a program, and a unique individual who um, will stand out and just be a little bit different. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. So lastly, on the, the application process... Remember that these applications cost money, as do internships, as does everything else in life, lol. But apply to a good variety of programs, but um, my opinion here is to not go overboard and waste all of your dollars, right? Um, so I would suggest only applying to programs that you feel will provide a good fit, because... Um, you know, you're going to get a vibe when you start to go to your internship, and uh, if, if you don't pick the right program for you, if you pick a program that sounded good on paper or um, that was closest to home, but you don't really, like, vibe with their mission or you don't um, vibe with the, the preceptors or the coordinators or the directors, then that's not going to be a good fit. So, before um, before you submit that application, if it's possible, visit your top options to see what they're like. Like, ask questions, and if that isn't possible, just try to connect with some past internship grads who can provide you with some retrospective advice and opinions. So Facebook, Instagram, like all forms of social media are a really, really powerful tool to garner a lot of information that may not be on the application page of the internship. So I guarantee you, if you look hard enough, you can track down um, past grads, you can um, track down the directors, and really just kind of, you know, don't be annoying, um, but insert yourself in their inbox and say, hey, I have a question, or um, hey, I feel this way, can you kind of help to shed some light on how I'm feeling, or um, the information that I read here, anything like that. So inform your decisions um, in all ways. So moving on here, the most nerve-wracking part... Uh, arguably, is getting matched with a dietetic internship. So this one's the real nail-biter. Um, about two months after you submit your application, um, you'll find out whether or not you've been matched to an internship. So again, I have really no clue the back workings of the system. Like, people have probably tried to explain it to me like a million times. I still get confused with the whole ranking and the matching, but You'll rank programs um, that you apply to in order of your preference or in order um, of the preference that you would like to attend them. So as a general rule of thumb, always rank your number one as your number one and proceed down the list from there. Don't play the game like, oh, I'm going to rank my number one as my number two and play hard to get. Like, no, this isn't the dating world. <laughs> like, This is an internship. Number one is number one and then go down the list from there. It's really that simple. 
Internships will then rank you in return, and then you're matched with the highest ranked program that offers you a position in return. So for example, uh, to my understanding at least, if you rank a program as number one, and they also kind of put you in that category of like, yes, we want this person, that's where the magic happens, that's where the matching happens, um, and then my understanding other than that just like gets a little fuzzy. Um, like I said, I've lived through it, but I still fail to understand it fully, so if you'd like to read in more detail, once again, I have a hyperlink link um, in the blog post that I'm kind of going off of here, but you can also do some research yourself on um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and then the platform uh, through which you apply to internships as well. So when it comes to the long-awaited fateful match day, it would be kind of useless for me to tell you to keep calm. Um, I mean, you can because I know I sure tried, but inevitably you'll be nervous no matter how well or how good that you prepared. So if things go your way, which I really, really hope they do for you, um, really send in some good vibes your way if you're kind of in this situation now, um, they'll get matched and you'll be on your way to an internship after graduation. But if things don't go your way, you can always apply for a second match um, and maybe secure the spot that someone ended up turning down. And you can always apply again during the next round or within the next couple of months. So yes, this may push back your timeline a little bit, but you can always find something meaningful to do in the meantime. So perhaps kind of going back to looking for job opportunities that may continue to make you stand out um, in that next round of applications. But long story long, um, all the advice I've been offering all along returns. Do you notice a theme yet? Like, if you want it badly enough, you'll get there. So um, time and time again, keep trying. If it doesn't work out in your favor, keep inserting yourself. Keep saying, like, universe, like, screw you. Like, I want this. Like, um, don't fight it too much. Don't harbor too much resentment. But um, keep, keep trucking along, and you'll get there eventually. So the last thing is complete a dietetic internship. So if you thought your journey wasn't interesting enough already, uh, surprise, surprise, this is where it gets really interesting. So I attended the Ohio State University for my dietetic internship. Go Bucks! This wasn't one that was combined with a master's program. It was just the internship. Um, my program was 10 months long, and I found many challenges, uh, many opportunities for growth, and I had the opportunity con to connect with so many incredible um, registered dietitians, chefs, other doctors, nurses, medical professionals, um, and also a lot of other really talented interns. And um, one of my current best friends now, um, I call her Allie, or Al Pal, her name is Allie, rather. I'm tired of talking after all of these words, but um, I really met one of my most powerful, one of my best friends through this process. Um, and I always like to joke that I made a whopping zero dollars in the process. Um, so don't even get me started on the whole, like, unpaid internship rant. That's something that we will cover in another episode, I'm sure. Um, but yes, you do not get paid for your dietetic internship, sadly. Um, the internships require a minimum of 1,200 hours of practice experience broken up into those different rotations, like I mentioned earlier, that cover all core practices of dietetics. So... My rotations range from public health to outpatient counseling to food service management, inpatient medical nutrition therapy, um, student wellness, long-term care, and a dash of a lot of fun culinary trials um, and experiments um, with a brand new mobile education kitchen to top it all off. So that was really cool. Probably my favorite experience. I got to work with um, one of the, the chefs at the Wexner Medical Center at Ohio State University. Um, his name is Jim Warner. Jim, if you ever find this episode. Uh, this is a big shout out to you because he was an incredible guy 
And I had a really great experience there with this like huge mobile food truck, like not selling food out of the truck, but um, it was something that ventured out into the community to really spread nutrition knowledge. So that was a cool experience. So um, this internship, 1,200 hours, this whopping task, is really what sets dietitians apart from a lot of other um, nutrition coaches or health coaches because this is where it gets super regulated. Like you cannot sit for your RD exam until you um, do all of these hours. And kind of like I said, it's really the application of the knowledge that you learn in school taking that and actually putting it to practice and having a year or 10 months to do this under the supervision and under the, um, help of other dietitians, um, their guidance is a really, really powerful place to learn. So I learned so many invaluable lessons from each and every rotation. Um, even the ones I was dreading like that clinical. So the lesson here is that you can always learn from anything and anyone who you come into contact with. If you walk into each rotation and really give it 110%, even when you find yourself tasked with something that you might not necessarily find the most fun, like literally this is the not gentle Claire here, like build a bridge, get over it, and you'll be a better dietitian because of it. You'll be a better practitioner, more well-informed. And don't you remember, like if you want it badly enough, guys, you'll get there. But having a positive give it your all attitude really makes makes the whole getting there process a whole lot more rewarding. So if you'd like to learn more on my thoughts of conducting yourself as a young professional throughout this internship process, I'll have another podcast likely, Um, but I also have a blog post that is three traits of successful young professionals that you can check out as well. So Lastly, um, sit and pass the RD exam. So I'll try to keep this one short. Um, This is arguably the most important test that you will ever take. Yes, more important than the ones that you got a C on in Orgo. It's fine. Um, But this one is the big day. It's it's a big deal, right? Like your whole five years leading up to it, um, you've been waiting on this day. Um, And again, I would tell you to stay calm, but it probably won't happen. Like I was a little bit nervous too. Um, And once you kind of receive all the necessary paperwork from your internship saying like, hey, homegirl or homeboy has completed all of the required hours, you're like, oh my god, about time, Um, you'll get a message from the CDR, which is the Commission on Dietetic Registration, containing all the info um, that you need to sign up and sit for that test. Um, Unfortunate for you, it costs $200. Uh, This is 2018 when I'm making this, so it may be more when you're listening, but It ranges from 125 to 145 questions, and it's computer adaptive, meaning if the computer identifies you're strong in an area, it will move on. If it um, identifies you need help in an area or that you're bad at something, it will kind of sit and prey on your weaknesses, which is like really sad that that's how it works, but that is just how it goes. Um, The highest score you can receive is a 50, and you need at least a 25 to pass. Once again, don't ask how the scoring works. I truly don't understand it because you can get up to like 145 questions but you need a score of 25 out of 50 to pass. So honestly, I'll tell you kind of in hindsight here, it ain't that bad. Like they make it big and scary, but if you review really well and utilize the practice questions to the best of your abilities, you will be fine. Um, And in the event that you don't pass, you can take it again 45 days later. Um, Granted, you have to pay again, but you have another opportunity. Um, 
So kind of it comes back to like, if you want it badly enough, you'll get there, guys. Like that is the theme of this post. So um, people always ask like, what did you use to prepare? What did you do? There are many different preparation materials out there. Everyone kind of has their own favorites, um, ones that work best for them. The one that worked best for me that allowed me to pass on my first go-round was Gene Inman's review and audio file. So um, this is something you can purchase through her website. Her name is Gene Inman. She's kind of come up with a very big outline of just practically like all the topics that you study in nutrition, like all of the clinical, all of the food service, all of the, the cookery questions, um, all of the metabolic conditions, and really breaks them down um, into just a gentle outline, something that you can um, review without being bombarded with like every ounce of information ever. Um, but, it, it, you know, it really just depends on if you want to buy it. Um, it's fairly expensive. I honestly can't recall how much it was. It was kind of included in um, my fee for my internship, but I would definitely recommend checking her out as a study guide. Um, there's also an iPad app called Visual Veggies that has a lot of interactive questions um, for you to practice that application. And this um, kind of interacts with you, and if you get a question wrong, it tells you why you got the question wrong, and it tells you um, the methodology behind the correct answer, which is something that Gene Inman doesn't have. Um, so they pair really well together, both Gene Inman and then Visual Veggies. So that's just something to consider when budgeting. They both cost money, as is everything else. This is kind of a money pit. Um, but um, when you come out on the other side feeling prepared for that test and conquering it, in my opinion, I think it's worth it. So the last thing you did is to celebrate. So um, let us celebrate. Um, that's a food pun, guys. Let us celebrate. Get it? Uh, because OMG, uh, you did it. If you passed the exam, um, I told you it really wasn't that bad. Um, and you will get there eventually. Um, even if you have to like put in a little bit of work, because let's be real, like it's a long road. You have to put in a lot of work, but it is worth it. So the level of excitement that you'll reach after kind of seeing the screen that says, congrats, you have passed is unreal. Like it has definitely like been the most excited I've probably ever been in my entire life. Because if you'll flash back to like, I don't know, 12 year old Claire who decided that a dietitian was a thing and she wanted to be one. Like it was a, a long, long time in the making for me. So it was really exciting, um, as it will be for you as well. Um, or if you're just listening to this and you're not a dietitian, like, um, I'm sure you will reach that level of excitement in your career achievements as well. Um, and anything that you do is worthwhile. You'll be able to kind of resonate with this feeling that I'm talking about, but they ask you to like fill out this questionnaire at the end of the test. It's like 12 questions long to ask about your experience as a testing center and yada, yada, yada. And to be honest, um, I don't remember a single word that it asked. You probably won't either um, because you're just filled with this like anticipation and excitement. And then the screen will appear to kind of like deliver um, the yes or the no. But um, it's a really, really interesting experience. Um, it is a long road as with any career. I feel like there's a lot of of learning and trial and error that um, you get to experience in the process. And most of all, you just get to learn a lot about yourself, um, about how you learn best and how you thrive best with others. And um, I really, really would recommend this field to anyone who um, is determined, to anyone who has a little bit of a science brain, and to anyone who knows they just want to deal 
with food um, and nutrition uh, in a professional sense for the rest of your life. Like I wouldn't change one thing about my career path and I love it. So that kind of brings me to where I am now. Um, I'm a registered dietitian, obviously, you know, because I literally explained how I got here. Um, but I'm now the owner of my my own business that um, does nutrition coaching or gentle nutrition coaching because I kind of identified, um, I learned a lot in clinical, but that's not really where I want to be for the rest of my life. I want to develop these um, long-term impactful relationships with my clients who are looking for a change or a transformation in how they view food, um, but more importantly, how they conduct um, their life and how they become the best version of themselves through food. So it is that gentle nutrition. It's more of um, a gentle approach. It's not macro. It's not diet. Um, it's really bigger than that. So my entrepreneurship story will definitely come in a different podcast because that's a, a lovely, fun story in and of itself that is kind of like ingrained in my blood. Um, like to give you a taste, my first business venture started when I think I was like 12 years old. Um, so it's really something that is in me and I am, um, super driven to share the message with my clients, obviously, and also with anyone else who thinks they might want to go down the same path. So if you have any questions about, um, my path to becoming a dietitian or maybe how this information applies to you individually, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on all the social medias, um, if you really like this podcast episode and you resonated with this information, if it was helpful to you, um, you can leave me five stars, leave me a comment telling me your takeaway, um, what you learned, and as always, um, please just don't hesitate. I'm your girl for nutrition, for food jokes, for all things peanut butter and jelly, but until next time, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Yours truly, Claire. <laughs>